Two weeks ago when we began this series, we talked about Scripture alone. That God-breathed Word and how that breath of God gives us life, gives us hope, gives us peace, is the source of all that we have. Last week, Pastor Mark just absolutely killed it as we talked about grace alone, and he related to us that that grace is a gift from start to finish, saved, forgiven, eternal life. And today we conclude our series, Sola, by speaking of faith alone. You know, last week we looked at a verse, I want to put that back on the screen, from Ephesians. And it says this, For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God through faith. What exactly does that mean? You know, as we attempt to define something, we have to realize that through faith, faith alone is one of those mysteries that we have. It is the work of the Holy Spirit always behind the scenes, creating that faith in us. We need to know that as we try to look at terms and definitions, those are our best attempts to understand the wonders of what God does through the gospel. I want to begin with a picture. Maybe you've heard the story before or read it. Back in the 1800s, there was a tightrope walker by the name of Blondin. He walked across Niagara Falls on a tightrope. It took him 17 minutes to cross the 1,000 feet on that tight road to arrive at the other side. When he did, he arrived to the cheers and the accolades of the crowds who had assembled out there. He announced to the crowd, he said, Do you believe that I am able to go back across? And thunderously they said, Yes, yes we can. He said, do you believe that I could carry someone on my back as I go back across this tightrope? And of course they said, yes, yes, we believe that you can. And he looked at them and said, which of you would like to volunteer? And the crowd was silent. You know, I say that because that is a great example of faith that I want to look at on the next slide. It has to do with several things, things that we talk about, that there are different types of faith in our lives, but only one is saving faith. For instance, there is what you see first, knowledge. That crowd had knowledge of Blondin, that tightrope walker. They had heard of his feats and the things he had done. They could see the rope that day. They could see the man cross that rope, watch all of that. They had that knowledge. They had the ascent that they believed that yes, he could do it, and yes, he could go back across. They had witnessed that, and yes, they believed that he could carry someone across that rope. But trust. Would they trust him to put their lives in his hands and keep them safe? And so it is with faith. There is knowledge in faith. We call it historical faith. One can read the Bible, one can understand the Scriptures, one can see what has taken place. There is assent in faith, investigating and resolving and hearing the truths of faith and coming to say, yes, this all seems to be true. But trust. Trust that final step. This is what we are talking about when we say faith alone. This is what it means. By grace are you saved through faith. This is the gift of the Holy Spirit. This alone is saving faith. 
The other two are what we call foundational, but saving faith has to do with trust. And the reason there are two columns on that slide, on that screen, and trust is at the bottom and trust is at the top, is that there are different progressions in life for different people. For adults, usually it is knowledge and assent and then the Holy Spirit creating trust through the Word, through the Gospel. For the other, it's what we see in the waters of baptism, that the Holy Spirit creates that trust in a little child first and then, as we say, we put into their hands the Scriptures to bring those other foundational things in. You know, in our Scripture readings today, in the epistle reading from Paul, Paul talks about some huge things. He uses words of righteousness and justified. And I want you to see those statements he talks about regarding faith on the next slide. He says these statements in our text. Righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. Christ as a sacrifice of atonement to be received by faith. The one who justifies those who have faith in Jesus. The law that requires faith, justified by faith. These are the things that we call deep theology, those foundational teachings. Knowledge and assent and understanding and unpacking what it means to have faith. Things like the creeds that recount events and teachings that we find in the Word, proofs that tell us what Christ has done for us. We often call this the faith, meaning the body of doctrine or the teachings that we have in Christendom. But faith alone, by grace through faith, is one thing only. Just as the old song, the church is one foundation, is Jesus Christ alone, is faith alone. Jesus, the gospel, in that, little, in that reading, he says this of little children, those who believe in me, that they have faith, that they have been given that gift of trust in him through the gospel alone. And the gospel is simply this, and faith alone is simply this, Christ died for you. Nothing else, nothing more. That is what faith alone is. Christ died for you. And the trust that the Holy Spirit creates in our hearts based on that. If we were to look in the writings of the church, in the doctrines and the teaching, those foundational things, it would say the following about the nature of faith. I'd like to see that on the screen. It says this about saving faith. Faith is nothing more and nothing less than trust. And that trust is trust in Christ as our Savior. That He alone earned forgiveness for us on the cross. This faith consists nearly purely nor partially of human emotions or intellect. The nature of faith is that it receives the benefits of Christ's redemptive work on the cross. Faith is that which receives grace. You know, as, as I was traveling in the car this week and had the radio on, in between songs, sometimes there are little snippets of people giving encouraging words. And there was someone on there talking about our faith. Relating faith to much like our muscles. How we need to exercise our faith. How we need to strengthen our faith. How we need to build it up. Because if we don't do that, our faith will atrophy and it will go away and it will have no strength. 
You know, we hear that a lot out in the world. We hear that it falls to us to make our faith strong. It falls to us to embolden it. It falls to us to do all these things, and it matters in our faith what we do. But to the contrary, I want you to see what we teach about faith alone and how faith saves. And often in our teachings, we talk about what it doesn't do before we talk about what it does do. It says this, faith does not save because it is faith. We can't say that it saves us because I have faith simply. Or it does not save on account of its attributes, that it is strong, that it has deep trust, that it doesn't waver, that it cannot be shaken. It doesn't save because of any of those things. Faith saves solely because of what it possesses, Christ and his forgiveness. For it is by grace you are saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves, it is the gift of God. That source of faith, where it comes from, from the gospel of Jesus dying on the cross and rising again and giving us forgiveness, is God's work. And on the next side, we look at the source of faith. Faith is a gift from God start to finish. It is not generated by an exercise of the will and not initiated by human activity. The Holy Spirit is entirely the one who draws one to faith in Christ and his forgiveness and keeps one in faith. Faith alone. It is trust. It is trust not in something that is ethereal, not in something that is out there that we cannot see concretely. It is trust and it has an object and the object is a person and the person is Jesus Christ and what he has done for us on the cross. This alone is faith. This alone is what we cling to. You know, in the Old Testament, there is a moment when Israel is being punished by God. And he sent snakes into the camp who bite, and the snake bite is fiery, and the people are dying from it. And God gives instructions to Moses to make a bronze serpent and to put it on a pole and to raise it up. And for the people to be healed, all they simply had to do was to look at that object and be healed. You know, Luther muses in his writings on faith about that incident. How many people thought it didn't make sense. How they looked at it and they would mock it and laugh at it. How they wanted a cure that they could take into themselves, that they could handle and that they could understand. And he writes the following on the screen. He says of those who wanted their own cure, but they failed. Just so we too should not on the basis of our own thoughts and reason argue about these heavenly matters and how they can happen. Nor should we presume to be redeemed and saved from the power of the devil by other ways and means. Other ways will never succeed in saving us. We should cling to the words which Christ speaks. He who believes in the Son of Man raised on the cross shall be saved. Jesus said in John 3, just as Moses lifted up the snake in the wilderness, so the Son of Man must be lifted up, that everyone who believes may have eternal life in him. 
You know, we are tempted so often in our lives to add to our faith or to turn inward and evaluate our faith based on what's going on in our lives. We see two things when we do so. We see often our failings, which we equate to be a lack of faith and how we need to bolster it and we need to do something. Or we turn inward and we see instead our devotion, the result of what we have done. But neither is true when we speak of faith alone. Faith alone is the result of the Holy Spirit in that simple thing that Christ has died for us and has placed trust in our hearts. And maybe you're sitting there today thinking about, well, what about what James says in his epistle? What about faith without works? And I would say to you, what James is simply saying is that works flow out of this true faith alone. Works flow out of true trust in Jesus Christ. If ever we find ourselves in a dilemma, if we don't feel like forgiveness or service or charity or giving or anything else, what we need to do is get back to the very thing of faith alone. Get back to Christ and His cross. Focus on that again, Luther would say. Because out of that will flow our love and our works and all good things that God has given us when once again that trust that the Holy Spirit has created in our hearts is renewed by the forgiveness that we have in Christ our Savior alone. Faith alone. We cling to it. We hold to it. It is life alone for us in all that we do. It is the very thing that speaks into our dead bodies. Life once again by what Christ has done for us on the cross. By grace are we saved through that faith that clings to Jesus and his work. May it ever be in our lives that we hold simply to that by the grace that we have been given, that the Holy Spirit works in our heart always, that we may be bound to that forgiveness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and our Lord. Will you pray with me? Jesus, we can never be grateful enough for this incredible gift of faith that you have given us. For it alone is the very thing that saves us. To receive this incredible gift you have given us on the cross. May we push aside all else and realize that only one thing is needful. Your cross, your forgiveness, and the life you have breathed into us through the Holy Spirit. Bind us always to that grace, to that faith that alone we may stand as witnesses to the world of what you have done for us. In your name, amen.